This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is May the 26th, 2022. Strong hand, trust anchor. Solutions over sympathy, innovation over interference, buying over crying, golden age of the 2020s. I'm a confident decentralist. I'm offended by selling. Bitcoin is next. Bitcoin in motion. Hello, 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 my elite friends. Oh, yeah. It is time for another One Bitcoin Show because of innovators like the one you're going to see today and because of people who are in motion and they were crypto networking like the guy you're going to see today i was just in sioux falls south dakota okay and i practiced what i was freaking preaching on this show beforehand that you got to talk to people you got a crypto network okay me going there hanging out with a fan of mine out there he sponsored this show and two other shows. So we got three shows, including this one, coming down the pipeline for you. This is just being in motion. And just being out there, I met our guest today, Bailey Bilisario, okay? Yeah, this dude is out in South Dakota right now. He's going to give us the lowdown on South Dakota. He's going to give us the lowdown on Bitcoin education, the separation of education and state what he's doing at his university that's different. He's going to be teaching Bitcoin, okay? We're going to hear all about it. Then you wouldn't be hearing about any of this. This show wouldn't even be happening if I didn't go to freaking Sioux Falls in the first place with the Bitcoin Day people. And by the way, Bitcoin Day, I'm going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina with Ric Flair. Woo! No, Ric Flair won't be at the event. But I will be at Charlotte, North Carolina, June the 11th. Uh, and you're going to be able to crypto network with me, whoever else is out there. It's going to be fun. It is linked to below. So everybody out there, follow me on Twitter at TechBall. Tweet it, retweet this right freaking now. Follow Bailey. He is linked to below. Okay. Bailey, welcome to the show, baby. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me on. Really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, man. It's... uh we got a lot to talk about here, uh, definitely. Oh, yeah. and, I, and you are the type of guy, I I saw you watching my speech. I watched your speech. We just talked right away, and bam, we get a show oh, yeah. set up like that. So you are in motion. You're an innovator. You're doing different things out there. Uh, what brought you to South Dakota in the first place, and what do you think of South Dakota? Sure, yeah. So uh, for those that don't know, I grew up uh, in Cartersville, Georgia. Uh, my, my entire life until I went to Dakota State University in South Dakota. So what brought me to South Dakota overall is my degree that I got in, uh, at Dakota State University, cyber operations degree was my bachelor's and then my master's was computer science. So yeah, I mean, just my education brought me to South Dakota and I got to say, I absolutely love South Dakota. When I tell you it has so much freedom about it and being able to just be in the countryside versus the city life. I got it. I got to say, I absolutely love it. Now you could have been a tree 
and just stuck in stuck your whole life in Georgia. But oh, I mean, yeah. you were rooted yourself, okay? And that's people that that's inspiration right there. If what you want is in a, a completely different place, go get it, baby. Okay. Don't, I don't, I mean, today, most people are crying in their basement, envious of wealthy <laughs> people. Do it, and, and that's what we did this past weekend. We got up there, we met people, and he made a big announcement there. He's going to make a big announcement again. So at Dakota State, what are you doing with Bitcoin? Teaching Bitcoin? What, what's what's going on? What are your plans with Bitcoin? What are your thoughts on the, the current uh, Bitcoin education out there and the state of the, the university system? Sure. Yeah. So so I, I got into Bitcoin. Uh, it, it was around late 2020. And I, I guess throughout my investing career and computer science degree, I I started to get involved of looking into what, you know, the term blockchain technology, right? And so I ended up taking uh, an, uh, a course online through MIT. And this was taught by Gary Gensler, who is SEC chairman now, right? And uh, <laughs> so I, I went through this course. And honestly, that, that was the course that started prompting to look into Bitcoin a lot. And uh, because he explained in that course that Bitcoin was uniquely different. Now, of course, I, I would classify myself as a Bitcoin maximalist now, uh, especially after I read the Bitcoin standard by Saifedean. And yeah, so what I'm doing at Dakota State, uh, I am a research engineer. So I work, uh, I work outside of the education realm doing a lot of just computer science work. But on the side, I do teach computer science and cyber operations. So this year in January of 2022, I brought up to uh, the deans of our College of Business Information Systems and our uh, computer and cyber sciences and was like, hey, so I'm really into Bitcoin and I want to teach Bitcoin at Dakota State University. Because when I'm looking around at all these schools, uh, public education, private education, uh, especially in the university realm, I'm seeing nothing. Like I, I barely see any schools teaching about Bitcoin at all. And just really, not even from the technological side, just from an economics philosophy side of things. And so I, I was like, well, you know what? I want to go for it. So I asked, hey, can I start teaching a class on Bitcoin uh, this upcoming year? And honestly, I didn't have any resistance at all from uh, the deans and they were all for it. Uh, so this upcoming year, uh, 2023, in the spring, I will be teaching Bitcoin at Dakota State University along with two other professors and it's gonna be a full semester course. And I plan to carry this out uh, into like the latter of 2023 in the fall, summer. Uh, and I also announced that in 2022 fall, I will be partnering with uh, the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute uh, at University of South Dakota to teach a four-week class on Bitcoin for uh, just anyone that wants to learn about it. So I'm super excited. I, I'm really, like, honestly, the motivation behind all of this was, you know, I, I used to be into so many of the, the altcoin space and whatnot, uh, and you know, when I, when I came to really understand what Bitcoin was and what it's trying to do, I mean, my, especially my humanitarian side of things and me being a Christian, I just, I, I went all for it. And um, yeah, 
I mean, I want to spread that message to other people. And so that's what I'm doing. Wow. Teaching Bitcoin at the university level. Uh, everybody pound that like button. We're, we're going to jump around the topics here because people have questions. If you've got questions in the super in the chat, do a super chat or you can type in Bitcoin Meister. So I see it. I also want to thank Henry Law for his uh, donation and the guy who sent me some Ethereum. And, and we're, we're closer to having a fourth show because of, the, of those dudes. Um, what, what someone said here, uh, and, and again, I got to give you all the credit in the world, Bailey. You just you just sure. did it. You, you didn't need anybody's permission. Bitcoin is, is permissionless. Eh, you know, I, I'm yeah. going to teach my own course. And lo and behold, they didn't even give you any uh, any troubles over there. Uh, nope. And by the way, Dakota State is north of uh, Sioux Falls, correct? Correct. Northwest of Sioux Falls in Madison, South Dakota. Okay. And and uh, I want to say uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We, we spent the weekend there. You've probably spent more time than I have there. A sure. lot more time. <laughs> um, it is trendy. If you are from many, the mid, uh, okay, it's not for everyone because it's cold, okay? Sure. All right. yeah. it's, not, it's not like Florida. It's not like, like Texas. It's a, it's a lot It's a lot more freedom than those places. You got to be able to support yourself, all right? Um, which I like, uh, but it's cold. But if you're from another metropolitan area really nearby, the uh, Twin City area, which is now um, I, I probably is higher taxes, the crime issues, the, I see a lot of people fleeing there to Sioux Falls. I mean, Sioux Falls was clean. It was trendy. It was safe. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of bank uh, bank uh, stuff there, just to say the least, bank signage. It was a weekend, so I didn't see what was usually open and whatnot. But uh, it's, sure. uh, it's a financial hub and a good place. And there was definitely Bitcoin interest. The, I was impressed by the mayor. The mayor showed up at the event. Now I heard different things about the governor. I don't know if you have thoughts about she the hype. Sure. There's a lot of hype about her outside of the state. It seems like a Bitcoiners from inside the state weren't as impressed with her. And any thoughts on the governor? Uh, sure. Before we sure, get back sure. to education here. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. So uh, our governor is Christy Nome, and it, it's very interesting because, like I said, South Dakota is a very um, like free state. Uh, we we definitely. Uh, are not uh, for, you know, centralized control of the federal government. Uh, and Chrissy Noam ha has uh, portrayed that message really well. Now, the interesting thing, like like you were saying, is, yeah, from a Bitcoin perspective, I personally haven't seen any any movement of or talk of any type of advancement of learning or uh, implementing this technology within South Dakota. All of it's kind of come from what we talked about at the Bitcoin Day conference, a grassroots level uh, within local communities and just trying to build that up. And so what we are trying to work on right now is uh, getting Bitcoin uh, at least proposed into legislation and also just bringing it up to the governor or other state legislators to make them more aware of it uh, because it really is a grassroots movement. And I, I believe, especially in Sioux Falls, uh, it's really cool because a lot of people you walk up to or you talk about it with them uh, and you're like, you know, at a restaurant or something, you're like, hey, can I tip you in Bitcoin? And they're not really against it, That they're like, sure. Uh, I don't really understand what it is, but sure, 
And so uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, that, that's my thoughts on at least from the did political you know side. That, did you know that the mayor had any interest before this event? I had no idea. I mean, I had no per idea. No, personally, I I did not, at least I did not know he had or he owns any Bitcoin. I have no idea if he keeps that in cold storage or uh, or on an exchange or not. Most likely it's probably on an exchange if I had to guess because I noticed, you know, he thought of Bitcoin more as an investment uh, from what he was talking about. Uh, but it, it's good to hear that he, you know, he's holding on strong. It, he's not really worried about it. And yeah, I mean, I, I believe um, I, I really hope within our local meetups that we have every month that maybe, hey, we can get the mayor to come out to one of them and we can really get to talk face to face with him and just discuss these things. So we'll see. I, I got to say, on, on a political level, meeting him and, and just being impressed that he shows up at an event like this, that, is, you know, I, he um, he has some potential to move up. He could become the sure. governor of the state of South Dakota one day. I, sure. I got that vibe from him. Uh, I, I, I found him impressive. You know, I, I really don't like politics that much, but you could tell he's the kind of guy that's going to move up. He's a good looking guy. Uh, he's a smart guy and everything yeah. like that. Um <laughs> I mean, I mean, first of all, the, the mayor, the, the the former mayor of South Bend, Indiana, almost became president, apparently. So if that guy, this guy's got a big future, that guy's got a future. Uh, sure. But so, so uh, let's uh, I'm glad Bitcoin was on this dude's radar. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm glad that uh, here someone in, in the chat says he tries to make a comparison between. Um, uh, so Dakota, South Dakota and Wyoming are rolling. Well, this is the thing, Ron Richards. I was in Wyoming and I didn't see a darn thing that had anything to do with Bitcoin. Um, and I still have to post that video of me like screaming outside of the Capitol building in Cheyenne, <laughs> like Caitlin Long's name and like no one being in the streets. But here in South Dakota, I was at a Bitcoin event. I met South Dakotan Bitcoiners. So I, it, it's positive. It, it's truly a free state. Uh, and I can't say enough about Sioux Falls. It is, it is definitely up and coming. So for all you people that, you know, you're hearing the news about how, oh, things in New York and Chicago and Los Angeles is so bad. People are jobless or what? Dude, if you're jobless in New York City, come to Sioux Falls. There are plenty of jobs there. 100%, okay? yeah. Exactly. Do, do not be a tree. That, that's one of the biggest things I learned from this weekend is just like, be like this dude right there. You were at a college, you didn't exactly like what you were teaching. You make a whole new course. You want to teach Bitcoin. You're teaching Bitcoin to the to the people. Someone had a question also. When is the sure. Denver um, the the Denver version of Bitcoin Day? I I will be there. It is July the 23rd. September, it's Friday, July the 23rd. Link to below is the Charlotte one. And if you click on the Charlotte one, you can click on all the upcoming ones. And you'll see the Denver one is the one after the Charlotte one. And for all you people who like surprises, Andy Hoffman will be at the uh, Denver Bitcoin uh, Day event. You'll get a shirt that's just like this. And I, I, I get all the free shirts. You're going to get some free shirts too, dudes. So uh, if you come to any of these Bitcoin Day events, which are just great crypto networking opportunities, you get to meet dudes like me and Bally. And stay, well, I mean, Bailey, you're open to other people like 
contacting you over DM to give their oh, ideas, right? Yes, 100%. Yeah, because there are, there's a guy in the UK, Bitcoin Master right now. He's going to do a show after my show. He's a big educational guy. But I know there's a lot of people there that want to, de- I mean, you're, you're, you seem to be a guy that's up for anything. Um, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. when when people contact me on Twitter, especially I don't have a large following. I mean, I have like a little over 500 followers. Right. And it doesn't matter who you are, or like where you're from or anything. I'm definitely open to talking to anybody, really, anytime. And um, yeah, especially just, you know, helping people understand, uh, you know, topics or what we're talking about, Bitcoin education. I, I'm always open to questions. I mean, just just literally. Uh, this past week, since I put out my video uh, of my conference talk, uh, I had my cousin text me from, he's just living back in Georgia, and he's, uh, I'm pretty sure he's a used car dealer. And he was just, you know, like, hey, man, I, I really want to understand Bitcoin, and I, I need you to help me understand it. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to be talking with him this weekend, just approaching, you know, your own family members or other friends and just random people. It doesn't matter who you are. I'm open to it. Yeah, man. I mean, you could be a mo- the, your Bitcoin education model at Dakota State could be replicated all over the United States. I hope Correct. it's going to be a course everywhere because it's a real, it's something you need to know. I mean, my talk was about, you know, know how to store your Bitcoin, know how to send your Bitcoin. Most people don't even know how to do that. These exactly. are skills that are much more valuable than the stuff that's being taught, uh, you know, uh, feminist uh, knitting or whatever. I don't know what that yeah. is. <laughs> This is a, you are making the most of this golden age, but I, one story that you uh, briefly talked about, you were, before the virus came out, you Mm -hmm. were teaching students and then during and afterwards, you said they kind of changed in a way, some of them. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I I came in uh, to Dakota State University in 2017, uh, right out of high school. And I mean, personally, just the vibe that you get from campus, the environment around you, uh, your own classmates. I, I got to say, pre-COVID, it 100% is different than it is now. And I, I mean, there was just so much energy in the classroom. And from all the, even my coworkers who I work with, they graduated with me. And a lot of them see it. I, I see it personally with my other professors, too, that I'm not the only professor that's noticing this or sorry, I'm not a professor instructor. Um, and it, it's just a whole entire different uh, classroom environment. Now, a lot of these students that I'm getting uh, or getting to know, I mean, especially I like to I like to be interactive with my students. I like to, you know, have them really think about things, ask questions uh, get them to answer questions that I propose. And I mean, like, it's like the whole classroom is just dead all the time. Like nobody interacts with each other rarely. And it's, it's just a completely different uh, energy in the classroom. And I got to say, I, I think COVID did do a toll on that uh, just from, cause I, I'm teaching uh, students right out of high school pretty much. And I mean, saying that they went on complete lockdown, you know, for, for basically a whole year, some of them are still locked down. It, it's kind of, it's really sad to me to see that uh, because I, I don't think that's what a classroom environment should be. Uh, it's conformity to the government mandate and it's scary. Yeah. Um, 
it's, uh, you know, college is a place where you're supposed to have, uh, you know, ideas and be free and be a rebel. It seems like these people chose to be slaves uh, and that some of them haven't broken out of the spell. Now, what I'm hoping is that, you know, the, the 20 percenters, uh, the true people in motion, they will be intrigued by your Bitcoin class. And, and, and the people who opt into your Bitcoin class will be more likely to be uh, freedom lovers, I think. Sure. Right? Yep. And, and it's a way to weed out. Uh, it's so sad that college has become this place of conformity and and fear. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very disappointing. So let's right. talk about uh, separation of state and education here because sure. it just it seems like these uh the the, the public universities that they, they've got their uh what they want to teach and, and the way they're going to do it and that's it there's a certain model they're spitting out the same uh generic student over and over again and sure. i don't think you know i i commend you on doing bitcoin education and, and your university for even you know being up for the challenge but I, I think the future in Bitcoin education and in all education is is privatization. So uh, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, within my talk at Bitcoin Day, I, I explained a lot of the problems with public education that we have. Right. And I really do believe that exactly what you said, privatization, homeschooling or any of that is really the way forward we need to go, because when you. When you bring in this idea of a, um, you know, it, it really amazes me that a lot of people believe that uh, the United States of America is uh, very capitalist because it's really not. It's more corporatism it, really now. And I mean, the same thing comes into when you have public education, you know, it's funded by a government. Uh, and I mean, they're, they're going to try to push the agenda. The one with the money is going to try to push their agenda. And same thing can happen in private schooling. However, the thing is, though, is you're going to weed out the bad schools over time with a private school versus a public uh, school education. So, um, yeah, when you're thinking about uh, just this whole sphere of education of state, uh, I don't believe at all that you can centralize education. It just makes absolutely no sense at all, because like how I grew up in Georgia uh, is going to be completely different from how you grow up in South Dakota and other places across the United States. And there's just different ways of interacting uh, with your surroundings in life. I mean, <laughs> and yet our government wants to centralize this education, especially what I talked about in uh, the, the talk of Common Core introduced in 2009. And it's still instated today, even though some states have uh, reformed that agenda or are still sticking with it or rejected it. I, I just don't believe that every student can learn the same at all um, within these different environments. So, yeah, I mean, when it comes to public education, I, I think it's really a detriment to a lot of our citizens that we have in America, because when you introduce a free market to education, I believe you're going to get the best education overall for everyone because the most successful best outputting schools are going to come out on top versus uh public schools that just you know stay open and you don't really have a choice at all to choose where you get to go compete don't complain baby but yeah. most people <laughs> complain 
they use the public school system as a daycare center for their kids and mm. you know, it, it's terrible but yeah the the I want to I want to remind everyone that the video is linked to below of his speech where he talks about the, uh, the you know his big announcement and the, the educational topics with with Bitcoin um, and there was something else uh, I was about to say with the uh, with with the universe the, the current but yeah it, it, it's 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 great that a guy who is in the uh, current university system is saying yeah maybe this isn't the best thing I don't think we should have a, a federal department of education at all all right sure. and you, you say that this this country is not truly capitalistic and yes it is basically uh, economically it's it's fascism it's picking winners and losers the, the government says well we're gonna we're gonna sponsor this we're gonna bail out this industry mm-hmm. we're gonna you know not support this industry let you know get separation of finance and government. The government should not be involved in in, in money at all. At no. all. And and that that is the uh that that that's the glory of Bitcoin right there because it is a uh it, it's not it's 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 a private money. It, the government has no say, cannot dictate um how, you know how, how much is, is is printed, what the financial policy is. It's the, it's the most reliable financial policy of all time, 21 million ever. So uh, it, exactly. it, it's, it's totally different than the willy-nilly fascistic uh, uh, policies. And, and of course, the United States, you know, c- compared to some of these uh, uh, e- economic policies of these countries, yeah, it does look very capitalistic, okay? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. compared to the rest, yeah. Right, it, right. There's, some, there's some major capitalistic uh, a- aspects of it. But that we have these centralized government agencies that just dictate financial policy, educational policy. This is Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, it it is really ridiculous because, I mean, we we see all the time, especially in the past decades since the Great Recession, you know, you get large corporations bailed out uh, because, I mean, it's it's like the government, one, they're close friends with them for one thing. But two, it's, you know, it's an example of um, not really favoring the people. I mean, t- take a small business venture, right? Any person that's going to go start a small business, if that business, you know, fails, the government is not going to bail them out. But let's look at what happened during COVID, right? Uh, plenty of airlines uh, were were bailed out, you know, from bankruptcy, pretty much. And you know, not, not to say that we don't need airlines, right? Because, I mean, for, for an example, there's a lot of people that do fly and travel is nice uh, being able to fly in an airplane. But, I mean, you can look at other companies like I think uh, when I look at a company, I think that went bankrupt like Toys R Us or I think Macy's even it, you know, they'll, they'll get bailed out. And then they use those funds of bailout to even go more in debt than they than they already are in. And then it just blows up into this whole entire ordeal uh, when they literally cannot pay anything. So it, it really is ridiculous to me because it doesn't favor the small businesses, the true capitalists of our country. Uh, it, favor, it favors uh, corporatism. There should be no favoritism whatsoever. In, in, right. The government shouldn't be picking winners and losers. Uh, I want to I want to hear your take on, uh, you know, h- how Bitcoin will disrupt college and uh, 
do you, do you see the college system being totally different in, in 10 years? And yeah. uh, will, will some students' minds be free? Uh, I, I'll quickly say that I think, uh, unfortunately, uh, I think some, I think, I think the majority, I mean, oof, just they want to fit in so much. That's what I've mm-hmm. learned from this uh, sickness over the last uh, three years. Right. But, right. Yeah, let's talk about disruption here. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, one of the main points of my entire talk was I want to teach students how to think for themselves. I don't want them to me for me to lecture them and just go off of what I say. Right. I want to be challenged. I want to talk through these things with my students uh, and teach them really the the truth and mislabeling of Bitcoin. Uh, But even just getting into that mindset, you know, you're, I can go back and look at myself. Uh, I mean, I, I wasn't really the, in terms of financial education, uh, I was definitely not the smartest when I came into college in 2017. I didn't know how to manage my finances properly. I didn't know how to uh, really do anything with uh, the money that I had in my bank account. And I was paying for school. I also took out loans. And luckily, I didn't take out like an insane amount of loans. But what, it, what amazes me is looking at so many students just across the nation all the time of just taking on this burden of debt that they don't really realize like what the implications of that is, right? Because there's no interest charged until after you're like graduated and it's just sitting there, right? And so they're like, oh yeah, I'll pay off later, blah, blah, blah. And because it's just so freely and cheaply given by our government. And so, yeah, overall, I think I think what Bitcoin really can do, like I was talking about, with, especially just the low time preference standpoint, is really thinking about those decisions uh, in a long term perspective. And it doesn't matter what what political party you're on, where you come from, what your background is, if you grew up poor, if you grew up rich or whatever, just getting into this thinking of really having a mind of your own, right? And that's what I want to bring forward within this because I just don't want to be someone that's like just handing content over to students and being like, all right, here you go, whatever. Um, I want to really help them understand the content and be a guide and mentor through this process for them to be able to contact me, you know, five years down the road, 10 years down the road, uh, whatever, that if they ever have questions again or whatever, even life questions, they can totally ask me. And um, it really, I, I really do think that this type of mindset with a lot of Bitcoin's values can change, change education through time and really decentralize it uh, to probably its max potential. I look at uh, things like Sailor Academy, right? And even YouTube. And it, I love the point that Michael Saylor had brought up before of, you know, the decentralization of education and allowing people to go on their own pace. Because I, I do believe that that's a really cool aspect of decentralizing education is people can branch out and learn what they want to learn, right? And like Sailor Academy's website, I mean, you can learn these multitude of topics from very credible professors across the world and be able to, like, if I want to go learn about biology, I totally can. If I want to go learn about physics, I totally can, even though I'm a computer scientist. Uh, just areas that I don't necessarily use in my daily life. But, 
you know, if you're in the centralized agenda of what people are trying to, you know, push on you saying like, here, you have to learn this. And I'm like, well, maybe I don't want to right now. Right. I, I believe it will shift education in such a way to give people more freedom of choice over time and just getting into this mindset of what what value does this education really have to me in the long term? That, that's very important. The value of your education. I think there's some people that have complicated matters so much. They think, oh, I'm going to I'm going to learn this subject and it's just magically going to make me rich. Bitcoin brings back basics like basic accounting. People mm-hmm. that you said at the beginning, you weren't too wise with your, your money at, at first. You didn't know how to manage it. Bitcoin teaches, you know, the big saving. Saving is a lost art. Yes. Uh, and, and there's some Bitcoin can teach you some really not so complicated things that are going to be life skills that are going to be incredibly valuable, like sending a Bitcoin, uh, setting up a wallet, uh, understanding what controlling your own private key is, not depending on third parties. These are really basic concepts that people just maybe they think are too easy or too simple or the big flashy stuff, uh, you know, the, the, the flashy, excessive subjects that you learn in school. And, and some of them are good for certain people, but man, we got to, sure. we got to bring it back to basics here, you know, 100%. Uh, you know, yeah, it, it, yeah it, it's just like everybody wants to learn about everybody's, uh, you know, a lot of different little groups have been through some horrible times in their lives and all those groups want to be taught in public schools now. Great. But you, you can learn about some uh, subjugated group in uh, South Asia. What's that going to do for you in real life? Okay. You, mm-hmm. you, if you don't know how to budget, to, to budget your money and, and Bitcoin uh, brings back some, some very basic things, long-term thinking people don't right. have a people or whims go for whims and short-term, you know, highs. What the heck B- Bitcoin brings it back. And so basic educational the base level of age education has been destroyed. And I think Bitcoin will help reestablish that. People just learn about Bitcoin and savings. Again, again and I'll, uh, I will tell you this. He, he's, he's a guy who understands long-term thinking that I uh, got to meet in South Dakota. It's, it's all about being in motion and people. You wouldn't begin the show if I didn't go to South Dakota. So, um, and so you guys all go to your own South Dakota, get out of your mm-hmm. mental, uh, your, your mental echo chambers and go other places, Tra- travel virtually, travel physically, whatever it takes. You do not have to live in some doom fear world that most people are in right now. This is a golden age. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> T- take it away, Bill. I-, I went on a little bit of a rant there. Sure, but, uh, sure. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I think another aspect which I've come to really um, prioritize in the past year, two years really, is privacy as well. Um, taking back my data, right? I mean, it, it's it's so amazing to me how well, amazing, but also just kind of ir- ironic in some way. Um, you know how how freely people give up information just all the time 
you know, on public, like we can see a centralized platform like Twitter. Um, and centralization really does bring in so many conveniences uh, that you just kind of give up your stuff freely for the convenience aspect. And that's the thing that people do need to really learn is the fact that decentralization of really anything, it's going to bring inconvenience. Like I get that. I understand that. You think it's super convenient for me to like, you know, go get my hardware wallet, plug it into my computer or air gapped uh, thing, transfer my SD card, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's not convenient at all, but the same thing goes for even your own data um, of what you put out on the internet. I mean, for, for an example, I, I host my, all of my own files on my own storage server here at my house because in the United States, I learned this, uh, I think last year that, Sure, any data that you hold, like say on a cloud platform, if the government really wanted to view that data, they totally could without your permission because it's not on your property, right? And that's that blew my mind. I was like, so I don't even own my data, right? And I really think that with with Bitcoin, I mean, it's really it's really changed my thinking about how I go about things in life. I mean, it's got me to one kind of take back control of my life in a way that's been taken away from me growing up. Um, but just getting you into that thinking of what, what do you really need? Uh, and a lot of, uh, in a lot of ways. And so, yeah, and I, I do have some inconveniences and stuff and technology is kind of inconvenient sometimes, even for me as a tech person, but you know, I, I, I truly believe that, people need to prioritize that taking time out of their own days to educate themselves on these things, because especially as we advance forward in a digital age, there are going to be so many people left behind if you don't, if you don't take that time out to learn. And I mean, I, I think Bitcoin prioritizes that. Uh, yeah. People will be left behind, but I'm going to, I'm going to phrase it a little bit differently. The sure. people who jump on this now are going to be way ahead. Yeah. Personal, <laughs> personal responsibility is the new counterculture. If those people left behind, it's their own darn fault. I'm not going to focus on them. I'm focusing on the people who see that we're in the, the, the tip of the golden age here and want to progress. And they're going to leave all these other dudes behind. They're going to get, you know, Dakota State, they can take the classes. South Dakota, you know, you're, you're, you're spreading the word. Tell people how they can, can help you. Or, or join you, send you ideas. You mentioned Twitter being centralized. Twitter can be a garbage dump, but if you use this correctly, you can network so well. Don't be oh, scared I, to contact him. Don't be scared to contact me. Just you know, put it all out there. Promote yourself. Do it. We're, we're, we're reaching the end of the show right now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like I said, on Twitter, you can definitely reach out to me. My handle is uh, bbelisario20. Um, and you can also check out my website. Uh, I, I do need to make updates to my website. Uh, it's uh, zonemix.tech, Z-O-N-E-M-I-X.tech. And I have a bunch of uh, resources on there and uh, my own information. You can email me. Uh, so any of that, if you want to contact me, feel free to. And I would love everybody's ideas. I mean, just being able to, you know, take in, it, it is hard to take in all of this content and information and digest it in a way that I can easily output it to students. Right. And, um, but that's the job of 
trying to help be an educator in space. It's, it's conveying, conveying hard ideas into an easy way for people to understand. And, um, yeah, so I'm definitely open to that. Over the next five years, how would, how would you like to see your projects uh, progress here from, uh, yeah, what, what do you see the, the, the end goal? Sure. So kind of my end goal with this, um, I definitely want to advance Bitcoin education even further, uh, you know, across universities in the United States or just helping other educators learn this stuff and start teaching it at their schools, too, um, mainly because it, it's, you know, it, I want to create more of a decentralized uh, form of Bitcoin education, too. Obviously, I don't want everybody just to take my own content or whatever and just you know, I want people's own spin on things and what they think is important to go about. But also, since I am in computer science, um, I, I really so I, I talked about that. I've been trying to work um, to contribute to Bitcoin Core and other open source projects on Bitcoin. And I mean, I, I've been learning over the past uh, like eight months, a lot of Bitcoin internals uh, from its programming perspective and so I want to advance that part as well, not just the philosophical, technical uh, business perspectives of uh, Bitcoin or economical even, but also getting to a point where I'm comfortable enough that I can say, hey, like I really do understand Bitcoin's programming, its true technicalities, Lightning Network's technicalities, and then teaching classes on how to help people get started with uh, becoming developers in the space at the university level. So that that's where I see it in five years. Awesome. Awesome. For, for, for me, I'm going to be really happy in, you know, five, five years from now. Let's do a, two years from now. After the next <laughs> halving, if, sure. Bitcoin, if Bitcoin is just a class at community colleges, colleges, high school, if it's not something that's very rare like it is right now, but it, you're, it's rare right now, but you're jumping on it to make it more common. And uh, and still, there are going to be people like, oh, it's still a scam. I'm not going to take the scam class. Mm-hmm. But at least it will be out there to really trigger some people into being productive and getting out of uh, their comfortability zone. So I love what you're doing. You are a spark in the Bitcoin educational space. And I hope people can join you, send you some more ideas. And uh, it was great meeting you in person. And yeah, keep definitely. in South Dakota, if you got questions about South Dakota, send it to him too. But this is a real dude in South Dakota. This is not theoretical Wyoming stuff. Because I, I got to say, this this Wyoming stuff is still like theoretical up in the ether. Yeah, the South Dakota yeah. Bitcoin, the South Dakota Bitcoin stuff to me now is physical. I was there. I met real South Dakota. Bit. I saw the mayor was freaking interested in it. Um, I got guy South Dakota sponsoring shows of mine. Thank you very much again, guys. So uh, I'm thinking highly of South Dakota when comparing South Dakota and Wyoming. But compete, don't complain. May the best state win, Texas, Florida. That's what uh, having 50 beautiful states is all about, dude. Right. Any final any final thoughts on your part, Valley, before we uh, jet out of here? No final thoughts. I mean, like I said, if you want to check me out at my website, zonemix.tech or Twitter, feel free to and contact me. And besides that, Adam, appreciate you having me on the show. Awesome. The Twitter and the video is linked to below. Everybody pound that like button. 
That's the end of the show. Go watch UK Bitcoin Masters show. It's going to be on really soon. I'm Adam Meister, Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Remember, subscribe to this channel, pound that like button, you know, send some uh, donations, whatever you got to do. But we got two more shows coming up soon enough for the next, you know, week or two. It's going to be awesome. Thanks a lot, everybody. Retweet it. Follow me on Twitter, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Thanks a lot, everybody. See ya. Shabbat shalom. Yeah. <laughs>